Hi, I'm Jeff Arnold. This is Jeffrey Arnold Unfiltered. Untouchable. Recently, I've joined the ranks of one of our pampered society's most exiled subcultures. No, I'm not a fentanyl addict, a self-destructive boozer, a binge eater, or even an obsessive compulsive clean freak, yet I'm now an untouchable. There are no 12-step programs drawing sympathy and support where I can congregate in dimly lit rooms, hand in hand with fellow sufferers and bravely whisper, I'm Jeffrey A. and I'm a... I'm all alone, cast onto a couch or a guest bedroom or even a reclining chair as the clock strikes its forlorn midnight toll. You see, I'm a snorer. Somehow, like an unknown virus or a skulking assassin, it simply fell upon me, ironically, while I was sleeping. The catalogue of reasons and causes for snowing are, are numerous and equally vague. Age, weight, allergies, deviated septum, too much alcohol, deteriorating jowl muscles, phlegm in the sinus passages, poor sleeping posture, sleep apnea. Alas, gone are the days when a snorer was simply called a slob. Now it's a proper disease, diagnosed by sleep specialists and afforded a vast number of often unaffordable cures. In other words, there's big money in snoring now. Like Bob Dylan so insightfully wrote, I started out on Burgundy, but then I hit the harder stuff. So when I found my wife of five decades no longer by my side on many mornings, I quickly came to accept my fate and seek help. But being an old school guy, I shunned the newly minted army of medical professionals in favor of some good old homegrown farmer's almanac remedies. I'd heard of friends wielding octopus-like apparatus strapped to their faces like Klingons and sounding like Darth Vader. And there were the legions of internet hucksters promising immediate environmentally friendly solutions, nose clips, crocheted from stalks of hemp, weights strapped, shaped like pyramids strapped to your earlobes, lower jowl supports wrapped around your head and face like 13th century chastity belts, ushering you from the bathroom to the bedroom, looking like an escapee from the set of Silence of the Lambs. Your wife curled in a tight ball on the outermost fringe of the newly purchased kingside bed. Good night, Clarice. <laughs> no, mine was not going to be as hideous and ignominious a fate as those others. So I started out with a $12 bottle of distilled seawater. Why seawater? Who could say? Perhaps fish don't snore. I confidently applied a light misting to the old nasal cavities. This would surely mute the thunderous Beethoven-like orchestrations emerging from my wind section. Also, I added a dab of old spice behind my ears. Maybe tonight, with my newfound silent charisma, my wife would be in a snuggling mood. A week later, still no wife by my side, and I'd swallowed more seawater than a baleen whale swimming through a recent hatch of krill the size of outer Mongolia. Undaunted, I started inventing my own cures, 
a pox on those expensive dehumanizing emergency room respirator-like gadgets. I would use common everyday household objects to silence the animal within. And it would cost me pennies, not wads of cash like a sobbing Italian father at his youngest daughter's wedding. So after spraying a good dose of distilled seawater generously into each nostril, I wrapped a small towel tightly around my throat, placing an apple in front to help support my neck and breathing passages. Perhaps I thought I'd forego the old spice until I was sure that I was on a winning streak. Halfway through the night, I awoke drenched in perspiration, hysterically screaming for help. I had dreamt that I was sailing off some idyllic tropical coast when I was caught in the rigging and cast overboard into the ocean. I was not only drowning in seawater, it's now all too familiar saline taste as salty as a mouthful of Pringles on my tongue, but I was also being strangled by the tight-fitting rigging fastened around my throat. I was also alone in the bed. For the next month, I kept adding new objects and techniques, more pillows, elevated feet, sleeping on my side, no evening snacks, practicing vocal exercises before bed like an opera singer. But the cacophony continued. My friends, having spent king's ransoms on various technologies, now gathering dust in their closets, had mostly abandoned their battles as well. So is this the way the story ends? Not an aging Don Quixote, tilting bravely, albeit vainly, at windmills, but rather a shunned, phlegmatic geezer, his old spice buried deep in the bathroom cabinet, now forgotten behind jars of psoriasis cream and hemorrhoid ointment. At least Don Quixote had Sancho Panza astride his beloved donkey Dapple, as company on his nightly crusades. Snorers, bugles calling, invariably must travel through their moonlit quests alone. I'm Jeff Arnold, and this is Boomer's Bench. Remember, never confuse movement with action. 